It's just about that time of the week. Time for the Weekly Weebs Podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Weebs. I'm your host, Crimson, and uh, this week for my news, we're going to be talking about Demon Slayer. Uh, season 2 just came out recently. And finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> and so far, it is already getting criticized for uh, Zui having multiple partners. Uh, is that not... I, I haven't read that far into the manga, so I don't it know is, if that's... It's accurate. It is canon. Oh, well... Yeah, it's in the show, too. Oh, well then... I don't care. <laughs> well, a lot of people are, are, like, disgusted with the polygamy of it. Yeah, well, people can fuck off. D- They're stupid. Deal with it, I guess? Yeah, it's like, we're living in 2021 right now. There's much weirder things in the world than that. And much weirder things in anime. Yeah, like, if a dude wants to have three wives and all the women consent to being, you know, said one of three wives, then... There's weirder stuff in that anime! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. But, yeah, I don't fucking understand it. People are just weird. People just want to complain to complain. That's accurate as fuck, actually. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And to my left. What's up, everyone? It's Frenchie. Um, news on the Sword Art Online progressive film, Aria of a Starless Night. We got a chance to see it this week. Wow. Pretty good. It was um, not as much as I'd hoped for. I was hoping for a little bit more in the story. But overall, still great sound effects, great animation. It's basically taking... Einkrad and upgrading it to the newest animation, which was fantastic. Um, but in its first week, it posted number 10 in the U.S. in box office with over a million dollars, which, wow. not bad for an anime film, especially one that, you know, it doesn't have the following that a My Hero Academia or Demon Slayer does. Yeah. But yeah, posted over a million dollars, and uh, the movie ended with us finding out that there will officially be a second one coming out in 2022. Which is not a spoiler, because we already knew that, because I used that as news like a month ago. Right. Yeah. And then, across from me... What's up, guys? This is Ariel Machini. Uh, so we're talking Cowboy Bebop, and uh, apparently it's already been canceled, the Netflix live-action version, after just a single season. Uh, it looks as if people... It's mostly because of the, uh, the reviews, as we thought. Uh, mostly due to cheap-looking costumes and sets... And weak pacing. Uh, I still haven't seen the show, but honestly, like from what I heard, I I thought it was it, it sounded like it was actually good for a live action adaptation. I saw some pretty I saw mixed reviews on it, but a majority of them said it was fairly good. Yeah, especially for a live action of an anime. And they want to talk about pacing. The original Cowboy Bebop doesn't have good pacing. It's That's a true. very slow burn. It's just a very well put together and developed show. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it's like a you know, so episodic helps with that. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still gonna watch the first season eventually. You know, but, and then I'll decide how sad I am. But I'm definitely <laughs> surprised. Yeah. I, yeah, I will agree on the being surprised part, because it seemed like it was going well. Like, they did so much promoting for it and everything. It seemed like it was, you know, mm-hmm. going to go on for at least another season. 
Yeah. I thought they at least go through the original story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll uh, I'll have more thoughts after I finally watch it. Yeah. There you go. Then you get time. Yep. Uh, and then uh, coming at us from another dimension, we got. What is up? I'm here to bring news to you. Oh, you shit, it's a wiki. Uh, I am here to bring news to you about one of the saddest shows on this planet that brought many tears flowing through my eyes. You're welcome. Anahana is getting a stage play in February. It opens in Tokyo. I don't know if you can watch it online. You should probably look into that if you're interested. February 2nd to the 6th. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, well, if there's one that if there's a show that can be put into a live action adaptation, Anohana is a pretty good one to pick. Well, it's it not, is a good uh, one. It's not just live action; it's a stage adaptation. Again, though, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, it's a good one that they could do, but it's a manner of like how well they can do it. I don't know. Shrek the Musical is pretty good. Spider Man is pretty good. They don't have to worry about a shit ton of sci-fi stuff yeah. like they would have to in Cowboy Bebop. True. True. I mean, I mean, Yu Yu Hakusho has a stage play, and that's about demons. The the craziest thing that happens in Anohana, visually speaking, is the rocket. Also, yeah. doesn't Lion King have a stage play? It does. It does. That is true. Yeah, so I feel like Anohana isn't that far of a stretch. Yeah, it's not like they're trying to take animated stuff and make it live action, and it's unprecedented. Like yeah. they've been doing stage plays like this of Disney movies and shit like that for years. And actually, even Naruto has a stage play in Japan. I'm pretty sure Attack on Titan does, too, now that I think about it. Ooh, if they that, can make, that's one. That would be weird. If they can take Disney and put it on ice, I think they can make a live action of a sad little <laughs> Yeah, true. Fair. Well, speaking of dead things, uh, we're going to be going back to an older topic of ours that we discussed... I think it was our second topic we ever discussed. It was one of the first ones, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely the one of the first five. Um, and I started thinking about it a little more within this last week, and started doing a bunch of research behind it. Um, and the topic I want to bring up with you guys again is what is considered anime? What qualifies as anime given the times that we are in and how? Everything has melded together slowly. What qualifies as anime and what qualifies as animated slash cartoon? Uh, and it's honestly kind of a fun topic because of all the stuff with live action. Mm-hmm. Of them trying to turn a lot of... They've had success with movies into movies. But that's one of the big problems is that they try to turn series into movies yeah, and that always creates a pacing issue. And that's why I'm bare minimum. really surprised they did cancel Cowboy Bebop because you got 10 episodes that were like ranging from like 30 to 60 minutes or something like that. It's like, mm-hmm. that's pretty good amount of time to be able to tell a full story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do... So I dug through um, the Reddit pages uh, this last week... <laughs> More specifically about one show, and we'll jump on that one later. Um, but they don't Frenchie discuss. Already admitted, Ruby's an anime. God, <laughs> it's not about that. Um, but I, w- I do want to read the tweet. It's or the Reddit. Excuse me. It's semi long, but it goes into detail on like the accuracy of it. And I want to see how much of it you agree on. Um, I don't have who it's from. So, if you happen to be listening to this, and it's your Reddit uh, response, 
put in the comments. It's me. Uh, I knew it. So, from the top, and I quote, Anime is the, the Japanese... Drops, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> uh, anime is the Japanese word for animation. It describes Japanese animation, which has its own style, history, associations, and standards. Visually and narratively distinct, anime has been its own separate and clearly delineated genre. Then, anime got very successful in the West, causing its trope to, be, to inspire and be referenced in Western shows. See how many dozens of tributes there are to the Akira slide in Eastern and Western animation. Mm-hmm. So, just because anime is more understood worldwide doesn't make it less of a genre. It's a step in the integration. For example, Japanese anime studio Telecom Animation uh, Film recently ad- ad- adapted a Korean manhwa into an anime, Tower of God. A very successful show so far is a non-Japanese anime. Korean animated, uh, animation studios make great shows too. For example, Korean animation studios made Avatar. But in this case, a Japanese anime studio adapted the manhwa. For their word, uh, for animation is anime. Tower of God looks a heck of a lot like other anime in terms of character design. Even though it's still a Korean franchise and still an anime. I'm not going to read fully into it, but... Just kind of taking that into account of our topic of mm-hmm. what, you know, going back to kind of what would be qualified as anime. Because originally, if I remember correctly, back when we very first had this topic, um, we kind of broke down the definition of Japanese, like, Japanese-based, if I'm not mistaken. However, again, with however, you know, so many shows that have come out nowadays and... You know, everybody taking their own dip in the pool of anime between, you know, Korea, America, hell, even France. Um, China. China. Um, Spain. Spain, exactly. Because I know, I can't remember what the name of the show was. I watched it a while back, but it is a Spanish anime. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, I believe I actually saved the post on this one also. A guy said, uh, an anime... Uh, animated series in French is called series anime. So, yeah. So, again, what qual- what is, in regards to what is the definition of anime, and what qualifies as anime versus animated series? Uh, I leave the table to you. <laughs> well, so I, d- I do want to, um, because earlier you said to talk about, like, uh, anime versus animation, um, I think animation slash cartoon are just blanket terms for literally anything animated. So that would encompass things like Japanese anime, uh, stuff like Shrek, uh, just everything that is drawn and then a flipbook or computer generated. Anything animated is animation. Um, so th- that's a that's a firm belief that I have, uh, and if it's if it's you know animated, it's a cartoon. Um, so then, c- cartoon is just, I believe, uh, like a catch-all phrase for for animation. Every anime is a cartoon, but not every cartoon is an anime. Exactly. So where does that line border then? Because like obviously, like if we're talking like cartoon, like Adventure Time would not be considered an anime. No, but then we've got shows like uh, Teen Titans, Teen Titans, Jackie Chan Adventures, Ruby. I, to me, <laughs> I'm holding that one. You said it before. I'm holding it. Yeah, 
to me, it really comes down to how the show is animated, the influences it takes from, and what the show's really about. Like, like I use Chaggy Chain Adventures. It's an, um, a Western-developed show, but it's about Eastern culture. It's about Eastern characters. And then you've got the kind of the exact... And it takes influence from anime. And kind mm. of the flip-flop of that is you've got Teen Titans, which is very anime-heavy in terms of the design, the music, stuff like that. But it's about all these Western characters, yeah. and it's developed in the U.S. To me, Jackie Chan Adventures kind of falls a little bit further towards anime than Teen Titans does. And I think the post really hit it on the head of how things have changed. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it when we watched Neon Genesis recently. The artwork, the animation and stuff has changed so much. Personally, I think it's downgraded because I still think that the way characters were drawn in the late 90s, early 2000s was peak animation. But, I mean, like, not necessarily peak animation, but, like, peak character design. Yeah. Like, the way animation is nowadays is incredible. But it all depends to me where it takes its influence, and I don't think you can really create your definition of what the criteria is. Yeah. Because I think it varies show to show. So then with that being said, so if we're talking like art style, um, a couple examples, like compare contrast I'm thinking of is maybe Pokemon versus like uh, Sonic X. So like Sonic X has like anime-esque styles with the way their mouths moves, their humanized characters, mm-hmm. uh, and like I said, like, the art style itself, but would that be considered anime based on... Yeah, I would say yes, for the same reason I would consider, like, uh, Persona 5, the animation, to be anime. They're both, they're both, like, based on video games that are Japanese, so if that helps, then there's that. And then, uh... Sega is made from, you know... Japan, so... Yeah, and then uh, the art style is incredibly reminiscent of anime, uh, which is the big part for me. Um, and then, you know, they're, the anime, the, the shows themselves were released in Japan, so that also helps. Yeah. Thoughts? I completely agree. Like I said, I think it's... if Especially if it's from Japan, there's not much of an argument against it being anime. Yeah. Um... So both Pokemon and Sonic X, I don't, I don't see much uh, like an argument against. Yeah, especially Pokemon. Like Pokemon, straight up is an anime. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you have like Yu-Gi-Oh for an example. It's one that you got the four kids dubbing. That oh, they're calling it a cartoon. Yu-Gi-Oh is a straight up anime. It's from Japan. It's they just yeah. It's even a manga adaptation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that's where the U.S. And it's actually kind of the exact opposite, which is funny, because a lot of cartoons nowadays take some inspiration from anime, Mm -hmm. which is funny because manga did the exact same thing with comic books. Yep. Have I told you guys the um, full story of how um, Franz Ferdinand getting murdered caused the creation of hentai? Uh, You for sure have told the story. I don't know if it was on air or not. Okay, I'm going to wait for Crimson to get back because I think this is absolutely hilarious. Okay. And it is one of my favorite, like, history domino effects. Yeah. Um, But I really think, especially if something's coming from something like a manga, it's a lot easier to tell with it. But then you also look at, okay, what about American comic books? Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. 
What I do love is that when Japan turns around and makes manga and anime about um, Western characters, like there's what the Batman Ninja movie. Yep. yep. There's also an anime where all of the uh, Marvel characters get trapped into little discs, and a bunch of people around Japan find uh, Marvel character discs, and they can summon them to make them fight each other. That's fun. Deadpool is in an, a single episode, and he is fully aware that he's in an anime, and everybody else is really confused. I'm not surprised. That sounds very Deadpoolish. Yeah. They did a good job of bringing that in. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, story of how... The start of World War One led to... I remember you telling me the story. Yes, but I have to tell it on air. So, as many people know, France Archduke Franz Ferdinand gets murdered. Mm-hmm. And that Whoa. is in Austria. Just spoilers. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that is basically what kind of is the spoilers breaking point that starts World War One. Obviously, get started, you've got Germany, London, or Britain, America, and France, and a bunch of fucking European countries. I thought you said France was dead. No, Franz. Oh. <laughs> um, this is his cousin. Oh, Obviously, <laughs> we know as history goes, the um, Axis powers lose, and Germany essentially gets blamed for all of World War One for the cause of it, and get charged with a bunch of reparations. There's a bunch of limits on their military and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Enter in a guy named Adolf Hitler, who Ooh. ends up... Yeah, right? <laughs> He ends up the country who this yeah. <laughs> leading nationalism becomes chancellor, then becomes the theater, rebuilds their military and makes them back into world power. Obviously, has some negative things that he did as well, mm-hmm. including launching you know the, one of the biggest genocides in world history, mm-hmm. but also being one of the main catalysts that launched World War Two because of the invasion of Poland and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, World War II gets started, you've got the Allied powers and the Axis powers. Jump in, Japan, Italy, Russia starts on the Axis powers, you've got America eventually coming in after Pearl Harbor, um, which we just celebrated the 80th anniversary of, which is still crazy to me. Right. Jesus. Um, And then, you know, you also got Great Britain, France on the Allied side, and then... Russia ends up flip-flopping after they get invaded by Germany because Germany doesn't trust Russia. And Hitler makes the worst decision... Well, military-wise, the worst decision of his life to invade Russia and then start fighting a war on two fronts and ends up leading to Germany's defeat. Germany surrenders in, I believe, like 1944. Uh, Victory in Europe Day, I think it was like June 6, 1944. Or maybe that was D-Day, I don't remember for sure. Anyway, um... Then in 1945, Japan eventually surrenders after getting hit with the atomic bomb. Twice. <laughs> Still a horrible thing for America to do. Anyway. Because um, the first one wasn't bad enough. When Japan surrenders, they end up getting kind of run by some of the Allied powers for a while. So you've got American soldiers, British soldiers, coming and are occupying a large portion of Japan. With them, they bring comic books, superheroes, animated characters, com- or cartoons, and stuff like that. It's a huge hit in Japan. And that leads to the gross- growth of the manga industry and eventually anime with it as well. Come into like the 70s, 80s, you've got Japan back running their own country and stuff like that. They start putting huge restrictions on pornography with live-action stuff with pornography. 
So, to get around that, you had manga artists and animators start creating animated and written porn and stuff like that, dubbed hentai. So because of one dude getting killed in Austria in the early 1910s leads to the hent crippling hentai addiction that has afflicted so many weebs here in the United States. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that is your brief history, not, so, not necessarily brief, but your history lesson of the day. <laughs> On yeah. the history of the development of hentai, and there's you know there's a bunch of other stuff in there too, but that's like you know the major step by steps. Right. So then, going into kind kind of looping back into our whole discussion, that's also a conversation for another day. Is what's anime versus hentai? That is another. That uh, is a topic say, for another day. I would just say visible sex. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we'll have that conversation yeah. once we after eventually when we watch redo of Healer. Right. Anime, uh, American-made anime. We're talking Castlevania, Avatar, Korra. Um, would would those? I know, like Korra and Avatar were on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. They aired on Nickelodeon for the longest time and then stopped. Um, would those still be considered anime? I would consider them anime 100%. They Not just Korra, sorry, not just Korra or Avatar. I'm also throwing in Castlevania in there. Ca- yeah, Castlevania, I have always uh, considered. Isn't Castlevania anime. also a Japanese game when it was first developed? Uh, Nintendo for sure, so that early, probably. Um, but uh, either way, like even if we're just talking about um, uh, Avatar and the, the Avatar series, uh, it's so... Uh, like, it takes such beautiful inspiration from just all parts of the world. Uh, and, and you can really see, especially, that those uh, Eastern uh, inspirations there. And the the drawing style, it's exactly there. So, I mean, you, you look at it. If you show that to somebody who truly would not know, uh, does not know, like, what an anime is and then you told them they wouldn't really know much of a difference between that and, like, Naruto. Yeah. Wakar, what are some of your thoughts? Um, well, what part are we talking about right now? You want me to go from the very beginning, or what are we talking about now? Just in general. Like, what is anime to you? What classifies it? Alright, so going back to the very start of the conversation... Um, oh fuck, I just exit out of it. Uh, I don't think... I think anime is anime with what the definition of anime is. I think what Higgins was saying about cartoon animation in general encompasses everything, whether it be uh, anime or not anime. Mm -hmm. I don't think culture has anything to do with whether or not something is anime. If it's not from Japan, I don't think it's anime. They have other places like what Korea, Spain and French like what you guys are saying that have done stuff especially uh, the United States that have done anime they have their own name for it like in Korea and in France from what uh, Cole was saying and in other places they have their own name and version of it that's called something completely different than what it is in Japan mm-hmm. which is what they call as anime is their specific stuff. The other places take influence from that and make it their own, just like how you know, Monica in Japan and South Korea has their own version of that 
does something completely different. Yeah. But also takes inspiration from it. So I don't think anime is all-encompassing. I think people take their own inspiration from it, create something completely different, name something completely different. Anime is a specific thing that originates from Japan, is what I believe. What about the American... I don't think any of those cartoons and stuff that you were talking about are considered anime, in my opinion. Those are based off of anime, yes, but they are cartoons in their own right from what we just consider it here in america they're just cartoons we don't have our specific name for it what about the american shows that they do come out and say these are anime like if the animation company says these are anime what is the thought there like like what do you mean like uh, uh blood of zeus blood of zeus dragon's dogma drifting dragons stuff like that these are all netflix original shows couple of them, I believe, are developed here in the U.S., but they are classified as anime shows when you're listed on Netflix and other streaming sites like that. There's other shows that are classified from different countries on Crunchyroll and stuff that are classified as anime that aren't actually the definition of anime just because it makes it easier for everybody else. So if it helps with anything... Why, why would they create like one other little subgroup? Oh, let's create one more category for people to sift through that's only going to have one thing in it. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we have... But if you have a show that the animators come out and say, we think this is anime, mm-hmm. who's to tell them they're wrong? I'm just going off by the definition of what anime is. If it's not from what the definition is, then it's not anime. Well, this is, this is according to Wikipedia, so source... Source may be a little off on this, but... Wikipedia is actually a pretty good source. It's not like how it was when we were in, like, middle school. Fair. So, anime... I'm gonna finish saying everything before thoughts come in. So, anime is hand-drawn and computer-animated animation originating from Japan. In Japan, and in Japanese, anime, a term derived from the English word animation, describes all anime work regardless of style or origin. However, outside of Japan and in English... Anime is calligraph, calligraph, whatever the fuck that word is. Colloquial. That word for Japanese animation and refers specifically to animation produced in Japan. Animation produced outside of Japan with similar style to Japanese animation is referred to as anime influenced animation. So, with that, again, this is from Wikipedia, so. Again, I was, I was it's not the same as it was in high school. Dictionary, but. Which is a style of Japanese film and television animation typically. Aimed at adults and as well as children. That's what Oxford is. Okay. What did you say something? Well, it's mostly just, to me, again, the definition of anime has changed over the years. I think when it first started, yeah, Japan was the only country producing anime, and that's Mm -hmm. probably when these definitions would have been derived. The term colloquial usually has to do with different societies. Yeah. And stuff like that, and that's how the definition of a word changes. I mean, you think back that the F word that's a derogatory term for uh, the LGBTQ community, in older times in Great Britain, it meant cigarette. And before that, it was a bundle of sticks. Yes. Or douche. Yes. Originally, it's something that women use. And now and it now means crimson. Yeah. <laughs> Based off that aspect, other countries already have their own name for it. Yeah, but a lot of them refer to them as anime. 
Like, yeah, earlier uh, Cole said the the French word for their animation, mm-hmm. and it was anime. Yeah, That's series just, anime. Yeah. So basically, just means anime series. Yeah. And uh, Radiant is French, and that's anime as fuck. That is anime as fuck. You look at it, look at it, you know? The Dune Chronicles, that I finally fucking remember the name. That's the one that I believe is, I think it's Spain or Portugal. One of the two, and it is also... I think it's Spain. One of the two, like I said, it's a Spanish-related anime, and it's also definitely anime. Mm -hmm. And then thinking about, like, uh, Help Samurai Jack. That's one, that is one that teeters, but could be considered anime. I think somebody could make a case for it. Yeah, exactly. I probably between, won't, but it does have, well. Between the style, the, it does have the origins. It literally has a fucking kaiju in it. Yeah. The, yeah, the kaiju, the samurai warrior, like, just the history around it. Animation itself, I mean, yeah, we've seen worse. It, there's definitely a case for it. Yeah. I, I still think this is going to be a thing that will always vary person to person, show to show. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way I see it, uh, this is our podcast, so I don't care what the Oxford definition or Wikipedia or Reddit says. I care about what we say. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, yeah. each of the four of us would have a different idea mm-hmm. of what to consider anime. It varies heavily depending on who the person is. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm looking through some things that also kind of uh, discuss. Because, like, you look at the abridged series of shows. Even though it is technically still the anime, I would not consider the abridged series as a whole an anime. It's yeah. not a separate anime. It's just... It's just a, a fan-dub video. Yeah. I'm going to read a few of these off, and you guys can, can kind of... So this is our American anime, according to AnimeYukio.com. Uh, I'm only going to read a few from the top ten. Ultraman, Voltron, Legendary Defender. Oh, Voltron's yes. definitely an anime. For sure. The Dragon Prince, uh, mm. Castlevania, Legend of Korra, Avatar, Ruby. I don't know about Dragon Prince. Dragon Prince. I haven't watched it yet. It's still on my list of ones to watch. Like, like unlike, it, it's made by the same people who made uh, the Avatar series, but it doesn't look like it in any way. To me, I would, I haven't seen enough of it, but it reminds me of Ruby's style of animation, and how it's dare you insult the Ruby's style of animation? I was gonna say, how dare you insult the, the Dragon new, Prince? The new, how dare style. you insult the Dragon Prince? <laughs> it yeah, reminds still, how dare me, you? I said, but if we have this, you know, we have determined that Ruby is anime, so it would logically make sense. I do not consider it anime. Uh, Dragon Prince or Ruby? Ruby. I also consider Dragon Prince not an anime also. So both. Yeah. Okay, so then what about Ultraman, Voltron? I don't know anything about Ultraman. I have not seen any of them, but if they're not from Japan, then no. Okay, Avatar and Korra. No, still no. Like I said, varies to person to person. I yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know much about Ultraman, but the little bit I've seen of it, if it's the one I'm thinking, I do think that is very 
anime heavily influenced, and I would consider it. I, I haven't watched it enough. Um, I watched like a couple episodes of like one of the old school ones, and wasn't a fan. Uh, so I don't really, I don't really know. No. Uh, Voltron, though, absolutely. That's just it's it's uh, clearly it's the clear inspiration of both like Gundam and Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, and Power Rangers was Japanese before it came to America, so it's Japanese as fuck. What about the Boondocks? No, no. Why? Uh, so I, well, I, so, so I, as a fan of the Boondocks, I would, I would probably consider it anime. Uh, in I, the same realistic of uh, Afro Samurai being considered anime. Um, well, Afro Samurai for sure is uh, Boondocks. I would say. No, because here, here's the thing. It's created by the same guy that did uh, Cannon Busters and uh, Yosuke. Mm -hmm. um, but those ones are, like, a totally... Both are totally a different style than Boondocks. Like, Boondocks has nothing in it except for, like, an episode here or there that gives it anything that looks like an anime. Not and, even the art style? Man... I don't know. It Sometimes kind of, the eyes. It kind of fits into the same I, idea to me as Teen Titans. Like, like look, look at them, and then look at uh, uh, pictures from Yosuke and Cannon Busters. It, it, like, it's like a really different style. Those uh, look like human children. Anime people don't look human. Um, again, I think this kind of fits in the same category for me as Teen Titans, where the animation style is very anime kind of themed mm -hmm. and influenced, but it also doesn't fit into a lot of the things that make anime what it is. Like, Teen Titans has a fucking anime open. Boondocks does not have an anime open. Neither does Cannon Busters. Cannon Busters definitely does. Yeah, look at that intro, bro. I clearly don't remember the intro. It's a minute and a half intro. That's about as anime as you fucking get with your intro. Yeah, there's explosions and uh, a breakdown and everything like that. Um, the big thing is, does it fit to... I was uh, talking about the song, not the literal intro. My mistake. No, I was talking uh, about the literal what, intro. Uh, what about sorry. the song? The fact that it's in English? Uh, the the uh, Japanese assignment that we just watched had an English intro. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking Fire Force has an English in intro. Have and you guys seen the Boondocks intro? No. Yes. I love the Boondocks. It's okay. one of my favorite shows growing up. I've been watching. So you wouldn't I've say that that's an anime intro? To no, a, to not a really. No, it it looks like a cartoon intro. Mm. Um, there there are episodes that are super inspired by. Uh, by anime. Uh, Bushido Brown, who's a character in the show, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oprah's, uh, bodyguard. Yep. Um, there, and then, uh, Even the dream sequence with Huey. Yeah. Uh, against, um, uh, Stink Meaner. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Stink Meaner, in the third Stink Meaner episode, where his, uh, friends are, quote-unquote friends, come to kill the Freemans, they, the there's a fight in there that is exactly a shot-for-shot uh, remake of uh, of the Sasuke versus Orochimaru in the Forest of Death fight. Yep. Like literally, you put them side by side. It is the it's the exact gotcha. same choreography. Um, so that is a show that it has 
anime inspirations in in some episodes but like a lot of shows do that futurama has a whole anime episode you know um and i think and lashawn thomas is very clearly an anime fan and he went on to make a couple animes i just don't think that one's an anime okay i thought i'd throw that out there because like that's another no that's that's fair yeah. Uh, because LaShawn is an anime creator, so it's an, it's an honestly, it's an understandable... Yeah, it's kind of the same idea with, uh, Dragon Prince versus Avatar. Yeah. Why does everyone keep looking at me? You're the fucking host. I know, I, I ran out, because I had, like, I thought the topic was gonna be, like, longer for some odd reason, and then all of a sudden I look and we're only 36 minutes in. I mean, we're talking about something we've already talked about before, and but we're, a lot of... A lot I of feel like we're also, breaking, trying to break it down a little more than we did last time, because last time we've gotten better at this, and it's been a... Well, yeah. It's been a year and a half yeah. since we did this. I was going to say, last time we talked about this, we were naming shows. Now yeah. I think this time we're doing more of a breakdown. That's because, like I said, we've gotten better at this fucking, you know, whole podcasting thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we just talk about signatures again for 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god, absolutely. no. I feel bad for anyone that listened to last week's episode and just hear that for a.k.a. Hey, hey, Kaylee. Posey <laughs> Um. You should have just titled the episode A Little Bit of Jujutsu Kaisen, <laughs> mainly talking about our signatures. Yeah. A little Jujutsu Kaisen, a lot of signatures. Yeah. They were like, lost in paradise. Our signature yeah, episode. <laughs> so what, I guess, I let's go around and, uh, I know what Wiki's definition of anime is. I'm wondering what your guys' definition of anime is. I mean, I've pretty much already said it. I think it's heavily varying between show to show. Like, I will look at some American-made shows. Castlevania, Drifting Dragons, Dragon's Dogma, Blood of Zeus, all these Netflix originals that are developed by American animation companies, but to me, they scream anime mm-hmm. when I watch them. Avatar Last Airbender, Korra, scream anime. Teen Titans, to me, again, because of the fact it's made by a Western company with Western characters, it doesn't quite hit the criteria for me. And my definition, I really don't have a definition of what is anime. I have to look at each individual case. That's fair. Uh, I'm pretty similar, because uh, I think if it's an the style is I think the the primary thing, because um, I don't uh, that first wicked or the Reddit thing that you posted uh, kept referring to anime as a genre, yeah, and I don't like being anime referred to as a genre because anime itself has a million fucking genres. So fun story though, you know you got your spot Spotify wrapped. Yeah. At the uh, beginning of the month. My Spotify wrapped my number one genre of music, anime. Hell yeah. Let's go. I wanted to post to be like, tell me you're a weeb without telling me you're a weeb. Yeah, exactly. My number one song was Flow, or a sign by Flow, which was one of my, my favorite one for the uh, anime open episode we did. Hell yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's hard for me to consider anime as an actual genre when it in itself has so many genres that they and that they can't even be considered subgenres because those have subgenres uh so for me anime is totally just the style and uh when you're watching it especially the more i watch anime if i watch it and i feel that it's an anime it's it's an anime 
if I'm looking at it and I go and I just I can just tell I can be like yes yeah this is it this is anime okay because I still say animation and cartoon is just all of it's everything yeah drawn or computerized doesn't matter if where you it get came isekai'd from. into a mech anime does that make it a mexicai Another, it's a, here's another one from Reddit that I found. Uh, this one is. New sub job, yeah. This one I actually do have the name of Teddy Burgess. Um, he says it, it gets more interesting when you factor in the origin of anime slash manga. Many like to say that anime slash manga is its own style that has its own history that is separate from cartoons like Disney, but does it really? The art style of the big eyes and big head that's seen in most anime comes from manga slash artist animator Osamu Tezuka. And he was heavily influenced by Walt Disney. He found the big eyes really good for conveying emotion and got it from watching Bambi. A lot of his work looks like a Japanese take on Disney films. Uh, Studio Ghibli is just Japanese Disney. That's true. Yeah. Also, uh, Disney people also don't look human. And a lot of times aren't. But Also, Disney made a Star Wars anime. So. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that... that it's, right there. But the big thing is, though, each episode was by a different... Anime, like official anime studio, yeah, <laughs> and artists. So then, okay, so if we're talking about style, um, Devil Man Crybaby, I'm gonna throw that one in there. To me, I personally, I question the anime of it. Like it has like those like moments of, like the anime moments that we all talk about kind of thing, but the art style of it, I don't know why. Oki reminds me of like Caillou almost. Of of what? Caillou. Caillou. Like I, like with the white background and like the few lines of the background drawn in there. I still personally really like the design in the show. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like with the design We're not talking of about the, the likability of it. We're talking about whether or not. I know, but y'all talk about talk shit about the animation. I still personally like because it it's so different from anything else we've watched. I. What? What's up? Alright, finally, I've been fucking yelling Chris's name for the past, like, four minutes. Oh, there was no sound coming out of this Yeah, phone. there was nothing coming out. Jesus Christ. I was like, you asked all three of us what our definition of anime was, but you have not said what yours is. You just keep asking us questions. So uh, oh, my bad. Yours is. Um, I would, say, I would kind of agree with Frenchie and Zario on this, that it's hard to... It's hard to tell what is qualified as anime... Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that anime is only limited to Japan, just given how the world has evolved over time with it, the definition of it, and how different art styles and different uh, uh, genres have taken inspiration from it. Um, so I, it's, I personally don't have a definitive definition of it, but I don't think that it that anime is only that the definition of anime is only from Japan while that back in the 70s and 80s while that may have been the case for like the definition of anime was animation originated from Japan there's so many cultures nowadays that have taken that idea and expanded it that it's hard to just say that it's only Japan at that point because again we go back to Korea's got Tower of God uh, the French have got Radiant uh, we got this, you know, Spain, Spain, right? We do. Spain's got Angel the Chronicles, that one, and then America, you know, again going back to like you know, Jackie Chan Adventures and 
Ah, uh, motherfucking Ultraman. All the ones on Netflix. That yeah, Castlevania. Uh, like, Castlevania is 100% an anime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it's hard to kind of give it a definition, seeing how the world has evolved so much around that definition of what it used to be versus what it is now, where it's more loose. If also, going back to the idea that um, Japanese manga and anime is influenced by American comic books and animation. True. I mean, I just read how the guy was inspired by Bambi. Now I really want an anime Tom and Jerry. And Bugs Bunny. I don't have something. I want a Bugs Bunny where he actually just gets brutally murdered by Elmer Fudd. There's a Stitch anime. Like from Lilo and Stitch. Uh, Its existence is sad because of the plot of it. It really ruins all of the good feelings about uh, Lilo and Stitch. Sounds about right. Do you want to know what the plot of Stitch the anime is? He oh. never went good and ends up killing Lilo? No, he uh, gets abandoned by his family in Hawaii and then moves to Japan to try to find a new family. That's depressing you know how, as fuck. Yeah, you know how Ohana meant family? Family means uh, no one gets left behind? Not in this anime. Well, that's well, depressing. <laughs> Shonen main character can't have a family. Like, yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, oh, going back to Devil May Cry Baby. Because I brought that up, and then we put a pin in that. Would you guys consider that anime? Yeah, for sure. It's literally based off of um, Devil Man and Cyborg 009, which are both anime. Okay. Devil May Cry Baby is the third installment like third like reiteration yeah of, uh, oh, okay. of Devilman which is oh, that's right, a man. very early anime from the 70s yeah it just threw me off because again the art style is very the art style is very similar to like very old anime like original Gundam yeah, yeah. has that mm. same type of art style and that's why they went with that style was to kind of pay homage to the original series mm-hmm. gotcha yeah cause uh I mean yeah, it doesn't have the big, like, speed racer eyes, but there are a good chunk of the, the older manga series, at least, that had slimmer eyes. Not it, all of them had, had big bug eyes. Yeah, instead of big bug eyes, they just got big ol' anime titties. Yeah. And dicks. Mm. That way they can pay homage, but also be relevant to today's society. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well... I think that's about all I can think of for our topic, unless anybody has some final thoughts. I mean, again, I think it's going to be... And everyone that listens to this episode is going to have a different idea what is anime. There are going to be some people like Wickhart that disagree with everything the three of us have said. Mm-hmm. That every American-made anime or cartoon or something like that is something completely on its own. That it's anime-influenced, but not... And there's a case for that. Like, again... Every person has a different definition of what anime is. Yeah. The thing that connects us all, though, is that it doesn't matter what it is, we fucking love it. Mm-hmm. True. Zero, any last thoughts? Uh, I mean, anime is badass, whether it's really anime or not. Uh, I love it, and it's what brings us together. So, really, just, uh, just fucking watch it and enjoy it. I think my, uh, Wiki, any last thoughts on the topic? No. Deep. <laughs> Hit me right in the feels, man. Um, I guess my last thoughts on the topic are uh, 
kind of in agreement with Frenchie in the manner of this debate will never truly be solved because of how, again, going back to how the world has evolved over time with the definition and how people have, you know, from all over the world have made their own anime. Um, there's never going to truly, while there is like the Oxford definition of what anime is, um, given how the pop culture world of anime has evolved through time, I don't think that that definition is going to stay relevant for much longer. Um, and that, uh, there's, again, there's no right or wrong answer to this deba uh, debate. And it's, it's going to be one of those uh, unanswered questions throughout time. Until oh, oh, we're answering it. There's just a lot of different answers. <laughs> I think it kind of relates to the same idea of every single person has a different idea of what the best anime out there is. Mm -hmm. You know, we had an entire episode talking about how great Fullman Aquaman's brother Sky was. Wizards in Academy. Oh, Fuck wait. off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had an entire conversation about why all of us consider Fullman Aquaman's Brotherhood to be one of, if not the best. There's an argument that can be made for Cowboy Bebop. People will consider One Piece because of how popular it is, too, and it's one of the, the best-selling manga of all time. Speaking of Cowboy Bebop, a lot of people in that show also don't have the big anime bug eyes, so, I mean... Yeah. Again, it's older yeah, style. Exactly. Yeah, it's I'm just that, relating that to well, yeah, Man Cry it was the, It's that mid-generation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, again, like, he took inspiration from that from Bambi. Yeah, I know. Because, of, again, back during the 70s and 80s. But but you're yeah. using that to, to question whether or not it was an anime. Oh. Uh, I'm relating it to something that is undeniably that's not right. anime. That would be that. Carry on. But that's one. like, there are going to be people that from every wake of life that are going to think, well, this is the best anime. Some people are going to consider My Hero Academia the best. They're fucking wrong. They are wrong. But every it's good, but it's not the best. Yeah. It's not even the best one out currently. No. But some people will consider Demon Slayer because of the animation that's in it. Everyone has different criteria of what their favorite, what the best, and they have criteria of what is anime. And it's going to be conversations that people are going to be having forever. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know if we'll ever get a solid definition. Uh, I don't think so, because um, language as a whole uh, changes every generation. Um, where, where the basis of it like kind of stays the same. That's, like We still get new words and old words change definitions, and that happens like every ten years or so. We got to see yeet get added to the dictionary in our lifetime. That's true. That is true. That did happen. Next will be WAP. Mm-hmm. Wet-ass pussy. Wet-ass pasta. I still want to record that music video. Hard-ass oh, penis. Do it. <laughs> hit, hit, hit up Cold Saint and see if you can use the studio to make a meme song. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That'd be incredible. <laughs> what if he just... Is. I just write it and he just gives me some credit. That'd be great. Yeah. Alright. Lyrics by French. Alright, well I think that about covers it for our topic for the night. Um... The assignment that I'm giving, this is a social experiment, and one that I've been wanting to do for a while. Redo a healer. No, so, fuck you. No, he's going to do something that's very clear. That is not your anime. assignment to give, Frenchie. I know. This is one that I have seen a lot of debate online as to whether it is anime or not. And I want to bring it to the Weekly Weebs. Um, I want you guys to actually think about the question and watch the show before you give answers 
via now or via our group message. Uh, I'm assigning Arcane. It's on Netflix. It's nine episodes, nine one-hour episodes. It's broken up in three acts, so keep that in mind when you watch it, so you don't get confused about like how the time jumps happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of debates online as to whether that qualifies as anime or not, and I want to get an input from you guys once you watch the show and stuff. Uh, that's fair. Um, I do remember you and I already had, like, a quick discussion about this off-air, maybe, like, a week or so ago. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Um, where I personally, that was another thing I related to, just Persona. Yeah. It has that same feel. Yeah. To, as a TV adaptation. Yeah. But also, I really need to talk to about this show to somebody, and so I'm deciding it. Oh, um, I guess so we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, so, Arcane. It's on Netflix. Nine, nine one-hour episodes. Uh, let's talk Mushi Shi. Oh, by one hour, he means like 45 minutes. Or Yeah, it's like they range between 45 minutes to an hour. Most of them are like 45, 50 minutes. Okay. So, it's still not terrible. Uh, let's talk Mushi Shi. Wiki? What's up? That's me. You assigned Mushi Shi. And I assigned Mushi Shi. You did? Do I regret it? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Also, we, fun fact, did you know there's a second season? Uh, no! Yeah, I came across it on Funimation every time I searched for it. There's 20 episodes of a season two. Oh my god. Fuck, alright, I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm not. Uh, okay, here's the thing. Let me talk about this show for a second. Yes, okay? please. I, every, okay, I'm gonna get, a, get the things I liked about it out of the way first. And then I'm gonna talk about the things that I hated about it real quick. One, I liked how, like, what the Mushi are concept of them and the way they looked loved it all right second thing i loved i loved uh fuck the music in the show fantastic yeah okay pretty much the only two things i loved about the show <laughs> everything else i didn't actually hate i hated how calm the show was because every time i watched it i fell asleep every time every time i tried watching it i was zonked out within like 20 minutes Every time I watched it, I thought I was watching the same episode over and over again until a new Mushi got introduced because all the characters looked exactly alike. I also yes. had that thought. Yep. Yes. They, they that's reused. part of the reason why I thought it was so fucking boring because there was no distinctiveness between anybody except for the main character. Um, it was just so fucking slow. But it was also like, was I, I was texting Zerio about it and he said, what would you say exactly, word for word? Uh, oh, word for word, I can probably just bring up the text, uh, but, um, basically what I said, uh, was that it's just a, uh, uh, hold on, I, I've got it right, oh, nope, it didn't delete. Because it's accurate oh. as fuck, and um, I also do the same thing to the, these shows also in real life when I watch them, so, and I thoroughly enjoy those, so, so I don't hate the show, I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's amazing, I think it's mediocre. I think it's, like, average as fuck. Mm -hmm. So, uh, basically what I said was that it was a really hard show to binge because of the slow pace, and basically when you're watching it, it's just a supernatural nature documentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's accurate as shit. Yeah. That, yeah. Super Nat Geo. <laughs> um, I personally was not a fan of this show uh i agree it was very hard to binge yeah and i found myself 
not paying attention a lot of time and then jumping into the middle of it and being like, okay, because like nothing really changed at that point. Uh, this The show is very repetitive with the theme of every single episode. Like every single episode at the exact same point, you knew like there's, you know, him walking to a new town, getting told about a new Mushi or whatever. Then there's a crisis that happens yeah, at the, at the exact time. same point every time. Then it calms down and the problem's solved and then he leaves. Well, Every that's really episode. his job though. Yeah, but and that's... Mushi, and he can't stay in one place for too long because he attracts the shit ton of Mushi around him. So that's like literally the whole... That's like the point of it. Right, and I and get that like that's the... That's like, it has to be like that. I get that's the point as to like why he can't stay in the same city, you know, for the, you know, because of that. But to follow that exact same repetitive uh, cycle in every single episode, I will disagree mm -hmm. with you though because the cycle is not the same. Because there are several episodes where the crisis happens before you even see Ginkgo in the episode. Yeah, and also there. Are, I didn't uh, say Ginkgo was in it though at that point. I said the crisis always happens at. Like, they almost the same timestamp every single time. But they don't. Sometimes the episode just directly starts with the crisis, and then yeah. later on... Like the one where the girl lost the ability to see, and then her episode cousin... <laughs> yeah, her cousin also lost it, and then he ended up giving, like, his eye to the girl. He was start... Also, the One Night Bridge? Yeah. Oh, the One Night Bridge? That's a really good episode. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that one. But in that episode with the girl and the kid... It starts in the crisis, and the crisis gets worse. Yeah, I don't think Ginko shows up till almost the I end. Know, of that I episode. genuinely don't remember that episode. It's the first one. Wait, is the girl with uh, the kid the bamboo one you're talking about? What was that? Is the girl with the kid the bamboo one you're talking about? Uh, he was talking about the the, the girl little girl in the shed, and she can't see. Oh, and she, then... had, she had the fully black eyes because she, and then she jumped into the river of light. Yeah, and then Ginko oh, yeah, okay, ends okay. up giving I thought, up I his that, thought he was talking about them. The person who had a bamboo child. No, that episode was pretty fucked up, though. I don't Jack, remember that one. There was a lot of fucked up episodes in this. It got pretty True. deep in a lot of cases. Yeah. Is that the one where he got stabbed? He did get stabbed in that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, where she had, like, the blob straight out of, like, Flubber? Yeah. Oh, no, that wasn't the bamboo one. That was the, uh, uh, Cotton Changeling. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another example. They all seem to meld together. It's hard to figure out which episode is which. <laughs> it... it Part of that problem with the repeating character designs, though. Yeah, and yeah, like that's this. Yeah, this show was just very hard for me to watch, and it was a struggle. Honestly, like most of the male characters just look like Ginko with darker skin, uh, darker yeah. hair. Yeah, they have the exact same like face design yeah. in everything. Oh, I thought there like there was an episode like I kind of tuned out a little bit, came back into it, and then you know finished it. Next episode, I literally thought I was repeating the same episode. <laughs> Because it was literally the same design on the male and female. Yeah. The, the final episode is really hard because the two boys that are with each other... That... I actually did they, enjoy the last the, episode. It's I a good episode. I but, just fucking hated how it ended. But those two guys look exactly the same. Yeah. And they're clearly separate characters on screen at the same time. Yeah. And here's what kind of my takeaway was with all the characters kind of looking similar, but all the different Mushi... My takeaway was that it kind of shows how similar people are across the board. That people can be the exact same and be influenced by nature in different ways. 
<laughs> I, I just that's a better assumption than what I had, and that's that the ar- artist maybe not lazy, but that <laughs> he just, just right. knows how to do like one you know character design, yeah. <laughs> facial design, and all that stuff. Sometimes will, artists are like that. I will he's say he's just super racist and thinks everybody looks the same. That's cool. <laughs> I yeah. really liked Ginko. Me too. Yeah. Same. He was the. I mean, he's the main character, but he's also the only character that like. I could actually get you know that could keep my attention. There were other ones that kept my attention, like I, I liked the um, old guy in the the forest that became a god. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I also really liked the human god episode where they basically poisoned the girl. Oh, oh yeah, I, I actually remember tuning in fairly well on that one. I really liked that episode. Um, the One Night Bridge was also really good. Mm-hmm. That's um, my favorite episode. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, the one where she gave birth to the flubber. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't then a fan of that one. It's I, weird. I just thought it was just how impactful it would have to be for the parents. Yeah. Also, um, Ginkgo, the, one of the big things that makes this like a, like a Nat Geo thing is how resistant Ginkgo is to like killing so, Mushi because they're... What? I was literally about to talk about that too, dude. Yeah. That's how I have a shit of respect for him in that aspect because every other Mushishi was talking about killing him. Well, there's yeah. an entire episode talking about the girl with the yeah. black leg. Mm-hmm. That yeah. she hated hearing all the stories about killing Mushi. And that's one of the reasons she loved Ginkgo so much because he would tell stories about how he saved them or moved them or something like that. But in the Cotton Changeling, that's the only time where Ginkgo is like, yeah, we need to. Yes. Kill these things, and then he ends up not. Yeah, it's true. Um, another episode I really liked. I, I now that I think about it, like despite how boring it is, there are episodes I still really like a lot of the episodes in it, like because of like how deep they are. Also, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I also like one of the episodes is the the embryo one, where the sea creature or the sea mushi. Uh, takes in those bodies, eats them, and oh, gives yeah. them life energy, and then re, uh, basically makes them into an embryo, and then the pe- the women have to swallow them and gives birth to an identical copy of them, basically, in yeah. physicalness only. I thought that shit was crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Also, there's an entire Mushi that exists only to eat gods and then take their place in divinity. Holy shit. I, I, I'm gonna be honest, like, I really do like this show. I like this show a lot. It's I just, also really liked it. It's just not a good binge, and I think that's okay. Uh, I am most likely gonna watch season two. I'm just not gonna watch it all at once. I'll, yeah. like, honestly, if I was watching Mushishi when it was coming out weekly, I probably would have been, like, head over heels in love with it. And I, I, I think the person that assigned it, that so I assigned it right, but it's yeah. a recommendation from my buddy Saint Victor. He told me that he really loved this show when it was coming out on TV. I can't remember. I think he said it was on Toonami. I can't remember where he said he watched it at, but it was on television, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. So he probably had that experience that you had, and that's why he liked it so much because he didn't have to fucking binge the shit out of it in a week. That's fair. Yeah, because I. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, I thought I wasn't going to finish it, because I thought I wouldn't have time. It's not a great show to just watch all in a week. Also, yeah. Ginkgo's backstory was amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
the fact that he basically forgot who he was, everything, and he just remembered the name Ginkgo mm-hmm. because it was the name of the fish. Yeah. But because that wasn't his own name, that's the only memory he got. And I'm literally going episode by episode. I'm like, yeah, I really like that one, too. Fuck, I like that one. Yeah. No, it's a good show. It's just, uh, it's a great show if you take it in parts. Yeah. That's that's my honest opinion. Um, the Rainbow episode broke my heart. Oh, the dad that wanted to follow yep. the, the Rainbow. My yeah. pro- I think, now, now that we've talked about more, like, I think my problem with the show is that in agreement, like it is not a bingeable show. If it was like taken in parts, then yeah, it's not a bad show. But because it was all at once, they all to me just melded together. So it was hard for me. To, it's hard for me to remember every single thing that kind of happened because there was so twenty six episodes. You know. You know what episode? What show? I just thought of that I want to see a crossover with. Oh God. Huh. To your eternity, where the character's name is literally Mushi. Oh my god. And he could study him. He could study Mushi. As a Mushi master. I think that would be incredible because of just the idea of how he develops and everything like that. Oh, no, the the painter was the first episode, not the blind girl. That episode was fucking awesome. Painter, the painter. Oh, the kid that whenever he painted. The the, the girl with a rusty voice. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one as well. That was another good episode. There was actually. Now that like, like now that I'm looking I'm looking back at the episodes too right now and I'm sitting there thinking like you know what I'm yeah I'm also going through I think the horns oh, episode was interesting mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of that one uh, the dreams one was real fucked up too yeah oh, was that the one with the pillow what? yeah yeah that was oh, fucked up he yeah. the pillow and he comes off of it yep. yeah I did not really care about the traveling swamp nope. too much because that girl was kind of annoying yeah uh, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, the heavy seed. That was a fucked up episode. Uh, where, where they they had the the seeds that are uh, like an extra tooth that grow out of people's mouths mm. and it kills people. Oh, oh dude, yeah, he had to deal with the, the thought process of him and his other things of like whether or not they do this to kill one person to save everybody else. That whole dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, that's not really. Um, I did not really care about the where sea meets man, where the guy lost his wife. Didn't care about that one. No, mm-hmm. I thought the wife was kind of a bitch. The heavy seed. That's one he just talked about. Oh. Yeah, the one where they had the tooth growing out. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the ink stone was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I loved the sleeping mountain. I thought that was a great yeah. episode. The one eyed fish was his backstory. The one night bridge was a fantastic. Inside, Inside the, the cage. I was back and forth on that one. <laughs> that was the bamboo episode. Oh. Um, I thought it was it was pretty cool. I honestly felt a little bad for the. No, I, th- that one, now that I'm really thinking about that episode, it uh, wrecked me at one point because the, um, you know, the mom and the daughter both died because the white bamboo it's went away. The trees. Mm. So, and then they got, like, reincarnated or something, I guess. But, uh, honestly, that fucked me up even more because now he has to, like... His wife and daughter still died, and now he has to raise both of them again. Mm. Um, I thought that the clothes that embraced the mountain was eh, in my personal opinion. Which one was that? The guy who became the painter. I loved that one. The ideology of it was good. I just personally think that the execution of it could have been better. I really liked that one because he was struggling to find 
his inspiration again. And so he goes to his hometown and starts it's working there again. And you can see when he gets the cloak back, you can see the thought of inspiration hitting him again. That's fair. Also, I love the fact that Ginko pulled a fast one on the doctor because of that. Yeah, one. That's I fair. thought that one was I great. I forgot about that part. Oh. The string of the, from the sky, I thought, was actually a good one. Oh, yeah, like that Spirited Away type episode. Yeah. yeah. We skipped a couple of them. That's okay. Uh, the We're... Pretense of Spring. I like that one because of just seeing the kid that was fascinated with the Mushi. Oh, okay. yeah, and he kind of has a uh, like an apprentice for an episode. Yeah, oh, Just like yeah. with the painter episode. I thought the, the kid in the painting episode was going to be part of Squad. I thought so, too. Uh, what was Sunrise Serpent? Uh, that's when his mom is losing all of her memories. That episode's sad as fuck. Yeah, that one broke my heart because he literally can't do anything about it. The, yeah, yeah, it's not... I don't remember that episode. Well, neither does she. Because uh, <laughs> the, the problem isn't even resolved. Like, there's a Mushi that's living in her brain that's eating her memories, but as long as she's making more memories, it, uh, it'll keep her, her, her alive. But if she doesn't do anything, it'll eat her vital memories, uh, and... Eventually you know, kill she'll her. die. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And the and they uh, like go on a trip to find uh, their his the kid's dad, you know the the husband, to find out that he's with a secret family. And then oh, after that, she that lost one. all of her memories except the essentials and her son. Yes. Uh, she even forgot like what. Uh, the grumbling noise in your stomach meant, but she remembered the feeling of being hungry. I remember that episode now. Yeah. Um, Shrine in the Sea, I thought was alright. Sound of Rust was a good one. Oh man, yeah, Sound of Rust. I feel like reading the manga would be very good. Yeah. Probably. I would agree with that. this one. Oh, Journey to the Field of Fire, I actually thought was good. Oh, fuck. Oh. The psychological battle between the Mushi Masters and the debate that they were having. I yeah. thought it was good. Fuck that bitch. About Fuck what that the bitch. right thing to do is. Yeah. I of fortune, I have misfortune. I actually thought that was a great episode. That was a great episode. I think that one, between that one and this and the One Night Bridge, I think those were my favorite episodes. Those are good episodes. And see, I was really distracted during the 25th episode, so I don't actually remember it, so I might have to rewatch it. It's the girl awesome. who... I, straight up, I was very distracted. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think you should, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I'm probably going to rewatch episode 26, because I don't remember much about it. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, and then the Raindrops and Rainbows was a good episode also. I think those are my top three. My head keeps falling. I think those are my top three episodes, but otherwise, like... I didn't, like, oh, like I said... Are we like, doing top three? I mean, we can. That, that's just what oh. he was doing. Yeah. I, I cannot pick three episodes. Like, yeah. Those are my three. Those are the three that I remember the most, and I, I were by the ones where that piqued my interest like the most. I'm just saying, out of 26 episodes, there are 20 banger episodes. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I was thinking about how, how boring the show was, but when we do break it apart piece by piece, it's an awesome show. It's the, I only watched maybe like two or three episodes a day. Oh, throughout yeah, the week yeah. for, until like the last couple days I had such a busy week this week that would have been impossible for me that was me last week I had to binge so much of it because I would not have had time if I didn't I had to just power through it but see I just like watching a couple episodes here and there I really was able to appreciate each individual episode and this was a series that I was really happy was episodic 
Yeah. Because each episode, while there's a lot of similarities, is its own special thing with its own problems. Yeah. And personally, I do like nature documentaries. So the part of me that likes those... Uh, oh, it's supernatural stuff, so... Yeah. Um, uh, but I also don't binge-watch nature documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you take the idea of the fact that we had to binge-watch this in a week out of it, I really don't have a lot of problems with this show. Yeah, I mean... It's not a terrible show. It, it's It's boring when it's condensed. When you spread it apart and you really take the time to smell the flowers, it's awesome. It's also, not a show that should be rushed. Also, I think Ginkgo was fucking funny as shit on some of the stuff. <laughs> I always loved his, his like, uh, flat-eyed, stupid face whenever he was kind of surprised, like, are yeah. you serious? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a show that's meant to be, like, uh... Um, if you do an episode a day, it's... it's like, much, sat on, yeah. Yeah, it's much easier to appreciate it. And that's honestly, it's a similar thing like I talked about earlier with Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is also not a binge, major bingeable show. Yeah. Like, you can, but it's better to watch episode at a time to kind of really be able to appreciate the yes. arts. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that completely. And I think that's totally okay. Also, yeah. when I was really just stressed out, watching this show kind of helped because of how calm it was. Yes. Oh my god, especially that intro. Like, the, the outro, it doesn't have any words and it's a really calm melody, but every time a new episode started... I walked 10,000 miles, 10,000 miles... Yeah, I fucking love it. It's amazing. Alright. Ratings? Yeah, let's go ratings. Wiki. Damn. <laughs> if I had to it with factoring the the sheer if I put it if I bring in the bingeability with it, it was gonna be a five. Straight oh, up. Insane. If if I factored in the the amount of binge I had to do and how terrible that was. But if I would have watched it I feel like by myself not having to do the assignment for it and just watching it a couple episodes at a time and actually being able to like not fall asleep in some of the episodes because of calm. I feel like I feel like the show I I'm gonna agree with what Kaylee said. I would say seven if I'm taking out the the bending factor of it. Fair. That that we had. I want to give it a seven. Zero. Um. Uh. I'm, I'm giving it a 7 with the idea that we did binge it, because I think it, I would give it even higher than that if we didn't binge it. But it would have been lower prior to us talking about it. But, man, the more we keep talking about the individual episodes, the more I'm like, I really like this show. I, so even... Uh, I, I do want to consider the, the fact that I had to binge it as part of the assignment, and part of the rating. I feel like so. that shouldn't punish the show itself, though. That's just because of us and how we do our assignments. I guess so. If I'm giving it uh, I feel like we should take more... the bingeability part, like the binge, having us binge it for the week out of the equation, because we're, we're reviewing the show at its core, not in the manner of us having to binge it to, you know, do this. Well, okay, I'm giving I'm, it a seven strictly because it is a very good show, but it is also like stupid slow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I think the pacing does drag it down a little bit. Yeah. It's like I, a hot. I. I and so okay, let me give you why. That's why it's not higher. 
pacing super slow. Mm-hmm. There's no individuality compared to each character besides the personalities. Everything looks the same. It's very mundane and boring. That's there's no character development because there's only things. one two, two huge things. There's one repetitive character, and he's the yeah. same character in every episode. Yeah. Yep. So I love this show, but um, when I, when I say bingeability, uh, like that, it does go into just the pacing of the show, and that is technically the fault of the show, not the fault of our podcast. Yeah. Because um, especially when you consider, you know, the last show we just watched was a mental battle without a lot of exciting visuals in Death Note. And I was uh, done with that in two days. That show is one of the most <laughs> bingeable anime out there. Yeah. I watched all 37 episodes in, like, five. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's what I'm pointing out. Is like, yeah, yeah, you can, like, that's really that's easily, fair. quickly digestible show. Uh, whereas uh, this one, it, it's it's slower, and um, we did have a time crunch to watch it. True. So, so what's your rating? <laughs> seven. Okay. <laughs> the thing that I said first. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you were giving like that versus a separate score or not. Uh, if I if I watched it in my own personal time and not like a critic review, uh, quote unquote, you know, I would probably give it maybe a nine if I watched it episode by episode and I wasn't doing this as like, uh, you know, kind of a, a critique. Um, if I was only doing my personal feelings on the show, because I think that it, it I love it. I love it, you know, only episode by episode, not all at once. That's fair. Frenchy? Um, so I, like I said, I got the opportunity to kind of watch it a couple episodes mm-hmm. at a time here and there, and then really just binge like the last two days, the last like eight, nine episodes. The thing though is that those last eight, nine episodes are pretty much all really good. Yeah. So, like, the part that I was binging was a really good part of the show, so it really didn't drag down. I'm giving it an 8. I, I, like, we talked about just some of the problems with it, that I'm not a huge fan of slow burn shows, but this show, when I was watching it, it just had a really nice calming effect on me. Like, I, I think it was probably just starting out with the intro and going in. I was fascinated by all the different Mushi because it reminded me a lot of like how bacteria and even to use a Star Wars reference to the midi chlorians, mm-hmm. kind of just the way that they interact with people and just the way that nature interacts with humans. And although it did have you know pretty set character designs on so many fucking characters, there was and there weren't there wasn't an episode that like broke me. Like some of these other shows that we've watched, mm-hmm. you know, ones that I've assigned that have made you guys fucking cry. Fuck you. <laughs> but overall, it just had a very nice, calm feel to it. It was a very nice change-up, considering the last two we watched were also both very mentally heavy and mm-hmm. dragging and devastating with yeah. Death Note and Neon Genesis. I yeah. really like this show, and I will recommend it to people. Yeah. I will just tell them. Take it slow. Yeah. Enjoy the episode. Watch like two episodes a day. Make this a two-week adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Travis Willingham as Ginkgo was fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. I was just about to say, we didn't really get too much in the cast. The cast is so fucking loaded. I read it a little bit off next week. Go to Behind the Voice Actors. Oh, yeah. It's stacked. Yeah. Um, Just off the bat, you've got Linda Young, Chris Sabat. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard Justin Cook in there. Thank Um, John Swayze. John Swayze's multiple characters. Yeah. In the show, 
Um, I think Colleen Clinkenbeard, Caitlin Glass. Yep. yep. There were there's so many fucking great side characters that are voiced by heavy hitting voice and actors. And Travis, like you said. Yeah. Laura Bailey's in it too. Yep. Which I'm pretty sure anything I watch with Travis Willingham anymore has Laura Bailey in it. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is 2005, so. Sure. But um, also, even uh, Vic Mignogna was in it. He yep. Was, he was yep. in the Bamboo episode. Uh, I think he played a couple characters, actually. Maybe. Uh, that's the one where he it was, like, the most recognizable of his voice, yeah. I thought. But yeah, eight. This is a solid eight for me. And that's taking account of bingeability. I just thought it was a nice show. I yeah. really enjoyed watching a lot of the episodes. And there were a couple of them. This was a great one to be able to do other stuff while watching. Yeah. Because if you could hear the dialogue, you pretty much were able to pay attention to it. True. But all the, the visuals are great. Yeah, there are uh, some. Especially when the Mushi are, are there. Like, without them, it, it's pretty plain. But, yeah, that's fair. But, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this a 7 as well. I was thinking lower for a while, and I started thinking more. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7. Um, while this cast is stacked to the brim with a bunch of very well-named actors, I don't necessarily think it is their best performance. It's not bad. I'm not, I'm not saying it was a bad performance. It's not one that if somebody's a big fan of a voice actor in the show, I wouldn't necessarily direct them towards this one. Um, it is a slow burn. Like, this is definitely one you cannot binge in a week. This is one you truly have to take time to appreciate. And I think the problem with us doing this in such a short time was that we weren't able to appreciate all of it like it should be. Um, but it is slow. Uh, I'm sticking with the statement earlier of it seems like every episode is pretty much the same thing and it gets very repetitive it does it, have a formula for sure yeah yeah definitely they're not exactly the same but there's a formula yeah um and that to me doesn't help the show in regards to keeping my attention there were some great episodes throughout the show especially like you know mushi were awesome the design of them as well as like there were like I said, some really good episodes in it that you know piqued my attention but there were also a lot of episodes in this that I found myself either zoning out or dozing off to. Um, so I'm going to give this a 7 total. So, I mean, overall, still pretty rounded out, not terrible show between everybody. I think this will be a great, um, like, a. Uh, uh, God, what's the. Like a comfort show. Yeah. Um, this is a show you want to watch, like. It, not necessarily like pay attention watch wise, but like you can fall asleep to it at it, night. And it's definitely for experienced anime viewers because of yes. the fact it doesn't necessarily catch your attention, but those people that have watched enough shows to truly appreciate what it does. Mm-hmm. Agreed. If you have ADHD, this show is going to be fucking difficult for you. I can't, I, yeah. can't confirm. Can't confirm. I've got ADHD. Can't confirm. Uh, I don't, at least not diagnosed, but I could imagine. I do have diagnosed ADHD. I did not have a problem with the show. I am diagnosed ADHD. And then it I, might just I depend struggle. on you as a person. It might also be because I was doing multiple things That's while, <laughs> while watching the show, so I was able to yeah, I jump back and forth so much. I wasn't. I was sitting at my desk and staring at the computer screen. I was playing video games on my birthday and watching it. I was driving and watching it. I was working on, on editing and watching it. I had you drive and watch anime? That's not fucking safe, dude. 
You watch sub while you drive. Fuck off. That, that is that that's is even, that's insane. More to me. dangerous. That is that is truly insane to me. That uh, is and more I worry dangerous. About you. Uh, There's a lot of reasons to worry about Wiki. Uh, other than just that, uh, I don't think you should watch any anime while you drive. You should, and none of us do. We're all joking. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. But you definitely yeah, should watch some anime while you drive. So, yeah, uh, I think that is about it for us here at the Weekly Weebs this episode. Uh, just a reminder, the anime assignment is Arcane. 9.45 to 1 hour episodes. Uh, you can find it on Netflix. Well, you said that next week we would discuss if it was actually an anime uh, assignment. True. <laughs> so, uh, for now, just assignment. Yes. The assignment of the week is Arcane. We will get into, uh, when we talk about the review and stuff, as to whether this is an anime or not. Uh, and with that... Uh, we will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. See you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.